Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. What's cracking, King? Not a lot. I had to work again yesterday, so we're a day late. We all work during the week, mate. Yeah, but extra long. <laughs> extra long. No, I'm good. But we got you on a Wednesday night, so this is... Uh, right. I'm happy. Yeah, that's it. We both had to skip boxing, so that's disappointing, but at the same Very. time... I'd yeah. rather do this. Yeah, exactly. There had to be sacrifices made. There were. There was a tough decision. Yeah, and my body is going to suffer. Yes. So yeah, we've now. Yeah, we're no uh, Thursday squeaker of a podcast. We get to actually relax and yep. talk about the week that was, which was week seven. Yeah. And then also cast a crystal ball's gaze into a uh, week eight. That is one of your favourite things to do. <laughs> Looking at crystal Ga- balls. No, just gazing. Just gazing. Balls, balls in general, but yeah. No, I agree. That's outrageous. Let's um, let's have a look back then, shall we, King? Mm-hmm. At uh, last Thursday night. Uh, and yeah. that was the Kansas City Chiefs against the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. Now, That's it. What a great game. I love a game that f- doesn't finish when Ever. the game finishes. Or when the, cl- when the clock is stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Again. 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 <laughs> So like we're the, the, I'm almost certain the rest are like we're never getting out of Oakland if we don't let this yeah, we win the game. Yeah, yeah. No, so what a cracker! Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Derek Carr threw a two-yard touchdown pass to Michael Crabtree on the final play after the game was extended by two straight defensive holding calls, and the Raiders snapped a four-game losing streak in a 31 to 30 victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. The Raiders trailed by nine points heading into the fourth quarter. And the Reds had an apparent go-ahead touchdown pass to Jared Cook with 18 seconds left overturned when replay ruled it was down at the one. An offensive pass interference on Michael Crabtree wiped another touchdown off the next play, but holding calls on Ron Parker and Eric Murray set the stage for the final play and Kylen hit Crabtree in the front corner of the end zone. Yep. Accurate description of what happened at the end of that game. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd like to be accurate about yeah. these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely short. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, he was short and definitely passing offensive pass interference. Bit of a push off, but not too much. Bit yeah, fifty fifty wasn't. One guy was on the floor. Yeah, one guy needs to toughen up. Oh, you love Marcus <laughs> Peters, don't be rude. You love him. I um, do. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that love. No, there's nothing no. wrong with that love. No, 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 no. There isn't. Um, yeah, great game. Just a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, I'm so pleased. That Amari Cooper's back. Oh, yeah. It looked like they'd made a real effort to get involved uh, based on the issues he's had to this point. And by issues, I mean he's not turned up on any game film at all I've watched. uh, So he's dropping passes. Yeah. Lost his burst as well, which is disappointing. Drops passes and just looked disinterested. So Over 30 fantasy points this week. He did indeed. And uh, he had more... Uh, well, more targets than Crabtree and Jalen Richard, uh, Seth Roberts. I think all combined. Oh, good. So they were definitely throwing at him as much as possible. I think that was a conscious effort. I think they need to. That they know that the way their offense ticked previously was having both those guys. Crabtree's a, a big body guy. He's never been elite when it came to sort of separation. He's he's not got great top end speed. He didn't actually run the forty in a combine because he was so conscious of how badly he'd run the forty. <laughs> so. He's, he's got good um, hands. He's not been... Yeah, he's got good hands and he's a big guy. Um, but they need both those guys ticking to, to really uh, put the fear of God in, in the opposing team. So that's that's a real big win for them. 
not only the victory today, which was a squeaker, but to have Amari well, Cooper last Thursday, yeah. last Thursday, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but to have Amari Cooper back on track is um, is probably bigger as far as the season goes. Absolutely, and if we look at the Chiefs, they've now lost consecutive games for the first time since October 2015, and that was also a twelve-game divisional winning streak ended for the Chiefs. Mm. Yeah, Carl's record against the Chiefs was. Poor. I think I said it was one and five coming into this game, mm-hmm. which um, is why you picked the Chiefs. Was why I picked the Chiefs, and I was actually I wasn't even like seconds away. I was two plays after. <laughs> reg- <laughs> you were so close. I was so close. Um, <laughs> Smith looked great again. Um, that catch, that fluky old touchdown though to go ahead mm. was hilarious. <laughs> was absolutely hilarious. Was it Collins? I think scored it. Yes. Yeah, just a great game. Really good game. Entertaining one. Uh, I wasn't particularly invested, despite the fact they both play in my division. Um, you know, we're not we're not on the same level as these two teams at the moment. So, uh, being a Chargers fan, oh, but don't sell short. it was fantastic from a neutral perspective. Just to mm. enjoy two teams firing all the cylinders, making plays both offensively and defensively. Um, yeah, just a really, really entertaining game. Great way to start the weekend. Great offensive plays. Let's just shout out a few of the players there. Amari Cooper, we mentioned, 11 targets, 210 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, six catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 117 combined yards again. Yeah. Again. Again. Some some great numbers there. Yeah. Fantastic. And a great game. Great yeah. game. No, it wasn't an impartial observer. Punk Raider. He also chose the Chiefs. He did choose the Chiefs. This is like an unforgivable play, um, um, from what I can see. I think he's happy to give this one away. To be fair, oh, being a what? Raiders fan, oh, he'd rather take the win. Yeah, oh, of course he would. Life. Of course he would. I did ask him actually after the game what his justification was for picking the the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and he reckoned it was reverse psychology. He thought as soon as he picked them, Raiders would go and get the win. So yeah, no, this is good for him because you know we, we whatever, know him whatever well. makes you sleep at night, punk. Well, we have him on a lot, and you know he doesn't have many wins, and I mean just <laughs> in life. Um, oh, so what? So I think that's you know it's a big um, congratulations to the Raiders and and Punk Raider as well for kind of winning, kind of winning, also <laughs> losing at the same time. Such a Punk Raider thing team. to do. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> let's go on then to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Buffalo Bills, where first round rookie cornerback Tre'Davious White forced and recovered a fumble to set up a Stephen Hauschka thirty yard field goal with fourteen seconds remaining, and the Bills beat the Bucks thirty to twenty seven. Yeah. Sean McCoy had 91 yards rushing and scored twice, including a seven-yard run to tie the score with 2.28 remaining. And Tyrod Taylor went 20 of 33 for 268 yards and a touchdown, while the Bills' defense forced three turnovers. Yeah. Which is really important in this game. Super important. They've been doing that all season, the Bills' defense. Obviously, Micah Hyde's been up there and sort of the league leader for for interceptions. Mm. Silly plays, Jameis Winston. Yeah. Through one into into double essentially double coverage. There was a guy playing man, and there was over the top help, and he got picked off, and it was just a throw he didn't need to make. Um, he's um kind of his signature though. Yeah, kind of, but he's he's just not taking care of the ball as much as I, I think he should at this point in his career. You look at some of the other guys who've who've taken step forwards. I think Mariota is been injured so he's not been that's not the natural comparison because they came out at the same time but you look at the likes of Wentz even Goff frankly have taken steps forward mm-hmm. um, you know with the extra years experience and 
And Winston just seems to, you know, maybe he was he'd done so well previously, he's taken his foot off the pedal to some extent, but he needs to step back up because we all know we've we've seen he's got the talent. Um, yeah, he just needs to to not make silly plays. Well, they're the chance to win this. I mean, the Bucks did rally from seventeen six down to take a twenty seven to twenty lead. Mm-hmm. We've just three minutes fourteen left after uh, Mike Evans scored a beautiful twelve yard touchdown catch. Yeah, he's great. That was I th- didn't can't see how he kept it in, but he did. So yeah, amazing. And so yeah, it was just the the Bills shooting back them with a three play drive, capped by uh, McCoy's touchdown run up the middle. Taylor Key, the driver with a 44 yard pass to Deontay uh, Thompson. They just signed from the uh, Bears as well. Right, okay. Thompson had four catches for 107 yards. That's a good debut for him. Very good. But uh, another one that stepped out of the shadows this week was OJ Howard. He did. And Tight by shadows, you mean. Bama. Well, there was no shadows on one of his touchdown passes because he was, <laughs> he was nowhere near anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Six catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Well, that's what. Finally. It's what you want to see because you. you Howard was the guy that everyone was mentioning and, and Joku was sort of an afterthought we were likes mentioning. of Evan Ingram uh, Ingram as well but and Joku's having a beast of a year yes he's going about his business and, and Howard has been quiet to this to this point and, uh, I think he's been working on the fundamentals he's been looking at the blocking rather than the yeah he's a big get, guy he should get a first push and then do what Gronk does then move out and, and become the safety net yeah I think he's he's just so good like anyone frankly anyone who comes out of Alabama is going to be well coached so mm. you think he, he understands that and maybe that's to his detriment they've been utilising him so much in the run game and as a blocking tight end so as a decoy uh, in the play action game that they've not actually fully utilised him as a receiver Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see him get, make a couple of plays this week one of them he literally just had to catch it because that <laughs> seriously I can't, if yeah. you haven't watched it guys you will not understand how open he was <laughs> But um, yeah, brilliant. No, good to see him step up. That's that's a real positive sign for for the Bucks. Yeah, it's just on Jameis Winston. Unfortunately, it's um, you know, and we're we're both fans of his, so it's it's disappointing to see that it's looked like they were on the verge of something coming into the season, and unfortunately, they've disappointed. But another man you like a lot is uh, Shady, Shady uh, McCoy. I do like Shady. One hundred twenty-two combined yards and two touchdowns on Sunday. Yeah. He is lighting up this season. He's really enjoying that role now. He lights up every season. It's even season. better than he did in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, he he lights up every season. He's fantastic. He's just he's dynamic on both ends, like catching the ball and running the ball. He's just... Shady is a perfect nickname because he's just shifty as hell. You can't get near him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that was when they changed... They had the regime change in, in Philadelphia and they wanted a downhill runner. He didn't suit, suit well, what they were Reed doing, left, whereas, yeah. whereas the Bills have... Uh, the Bills have just said, right, you go make plays for us. That'd be fantastic. And he's he's thrived in it. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Really, really good for him. Good player. Good player. Good for the Bills. And with that, let's move on, shall we? Let's. Let's go to Twickenham. Okay. Sunday night. It's not often now we get an evening game in London. Nope. But they played the same time. It was the Arizona Cardinals, first time they've come over, against the LA Rams, who took a beating last year to the Giants. Uh, but this time... Jared Goff ran for a touchdown and threw for another, and Greg Zerline made four field goals as the Rams won for the first time in three appearances in Britain, beating the Arizona Cardinals thirty-three to nothing at Twickenham on Sunday night. Yeah, there's a couple of bagels this this weekend. Yeah, um, there were. We'll get to the other one in a minute. But uh, Carson Palmer, who finished ten for eighteen and one hundred twenty-two yards, was hit by Rams linebacker Alec Ogletree and intercepted with five fourteen remaining. Sorry, 548 remaining in the first half. That's important. Uh, he suffered a broken non-throwing arm. Yeah, it was a crushing hit. Yeah. 
and uh, was replaced by longtime backup Drew Stanton, mm. who completed five of 14 passes for 162 yards and an interception to put a bow on it. Yeah. But, uh, not good. No. Not good for Palmer because he started stepping back up to okay, Carlson Palmer, the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, real real disappointing game for the for the cards. Well, yeah, you can't get much more disappointing than no points at all. No, you could see, and Peterson was kicking off again. Um, and I don't mean the running back Peterson. I mean... Oh, Patrick, Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Uh, was kicking off a couple of times when they you could see he was still consistently fr- good one. He is good. Yeah, it's still consistently good one. Yeah, yeah, it? he is consistently good. And he's just... The, unfortunately, Matthew's not playing the same, and that defence has, has lost their leader in class. Campbell is excelling with the mm. Jacks, but it's... um. Yeah, real disappoint, disappointing performance actually from the Cardinals on both ends. Um, allowing, what was it, nearly 200 yards rushing for Todd Gurley? Uh, 170 yards, I think he yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, it was Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous, really, the amount of room he had. Yeah, and Cooper Cup, loving it. <laughs> yeah. Watkins getting That blonde hair white boy. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. No, they they look great. Goff, Goff's making good decisions, as I mentioned sort of previously when I alluded to Winston not making them. Um you know he's taking care of the ball to 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 some extent. I know through a pick this week to to Tyra Matthew, but you know interceptions are going to happen. But they are overall he's um he's performing well, and I think this is the Rams game. Play solid defense with the likes of Donald up front. They're, they're creating sacks as well, turnovers, which was fantastic. But throwing for sort of two hundred, two twenty, and rushing for about one hundred and fifty. I think that that is what the Rams want to be doing offensively uh, and defensively. They have got the playmakers to to make a difference. Yeah, cards really played into that, didn't they? Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Not good. The Rams have not shot on opponents, but uh, I'll start that again. Yeah, the Rams have not shot on opponent since a twenty-four to nothing road victory against the Washington Redskins on the seventh of December two thousand fourteen, where the Cards had not failed to score since a fifty-eight to nothing loss at Seattle on December the ninth two thousand twelve. Wow, it's been a while for both of those teams. Since it has. They've seen a, it has, and the atmosphere in in uh, London was fantastic again. Yes. Um, so yeah, brilliant, brilliant to see that. Apparently, a lot of uh, from my Twickenham insider, mm-hmm. there are a lot of Cards fans there. Were they? Mm. I think it was their, it's their first time, so you're going to get them come out of the woodwork for the first game, and uh, yeah, and they've been to. There a weren't suit. that many Rams Rams fans last year. It was mostly Giants fans, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the East Coast thing. Yes. Um but Cardinals and the, and the move as well. You know, yeah, Cardinals have been to a Super Bowl relatively recently as well, so I can understand why. A British yeah. fan who's coming into the game in the last few years would uh, would pick them as a as their team, but um, no great win for the Rams, and they've they're sort of having a having a pretty good season to be fair, aren't they? They yeah, they definitely are. They're mm. top of the NFC West, yeah, which is never easy, but uh, no, easy when the well, Cardinals play like this, yeah, and when you've got the 49ers in there still, yeah, but the Seahawks are the ones that are usually at the top of that tree, indeed. Not right now, though. No. Not right now. Let's move on. Let's. Let's move on. I want to talk about uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars? And the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. So Blake Bortles threw for a season-high 330 yards and one touchdown, and TJ Yeldon scored on a 58-yard run, leading the Jacksonville Jaguars past the Indianapolis Colts 27 to nothing. Yep. So the other bagel... Back-to-back bagels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The NFL's second leading rusher, Fournette, was inactive based uh, because of a sprained right ankle. Yeah. Which I was not happy about. He's on my fantasy team. 
while Jacksonville didn't add to its league-leading takeaway total, it matched the single-game franchise record for sacks, set in the season opener against Houston of 10. Okay. Yeah. They were great on both sides of the ball. Mm. Reset looked out of his depth. And frankly, there was a period... Uh, in the middle of the game where the Colts' defence looked completely out of their depth. Couldn't pick up what plays were going on. We're just getting torched left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Jags Jags played a solid game and they kind of a little bit let Bortles loose. He had a couple of deep throws, which they've not done to this point in the season. So um, that hopefully is a confidence booster. I don't think they should do that every week. But, <laughs> um, you know, at least for him, if, if he can build that confidence up and, you know, when, when called upon, hopefully then he's... Uh, He's feeling good and, and comfortable doing that, but there are a couple of teams you've got a chance to get away with. Hundred percent of uh, deep throws. Well, yeah, especially once Malik Cooker went down injured. That's real disappointment. Oh, we're going to talk about that, are we? Malik Cooker was hit on the blindside tackle and has suffered a torn ACL and MCL. Is mm. out for the season. He's been playing so well the first seven games. Yeah, he's been brilliant for them. Stats for three interceptions, one pass deflection, the thirty-nine point six passer rating allowed in those seven games. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing because um, you expect a good quarterback to be hovering around the sort of ninety to hundred range. So mm. it's um, that's hugely impressive, uh, and also with the loss of Vonta Davis at the start of the season, they are struggling in the back end. So yeah, um, absolutely, let Bortles go, let let them chuck the ball about a bit. <laughs> you got nothing to lose because the Colts look pretty inept. They did, they did, and again that that front four, five, including Jack, this were harassing Jacoby Brissett. Claire's Campbell, I think, got on the sack sheet again. Yep. Dante Fowler got on the sack sheet again. again. And Jack made a couple of plays, and I think he got a sack. So it was, um, yeah, just a solid performance from the Jags and, and real disappointing for the Colts. It's, I know luck's out, but it's a real heavy, heavy, heavy QB draft, and they're staring down the barrel of a really high draft pick. I think the best thing probably for them to do is is uh, see if they can trade out and, and get they need to accumulate talent. They just don't yeah. have enough. Yeah. They just don't have enough beyond T.Y. Hilton and Andrew Luck, frankly. So um, this could be a really good year for them. They don't need a quarterback. They need more talent. No, and I think you're a little bit harsh on Brissett because I don't know how much... I've said before, I'm not sure how much more Luck can do than what Brissett's doing. With that, what's around him, Yeah. how much more can you get away with? I think Luck's on a different level when healthy um, than Brissett. So I think it would be it would be slightly different, but... Uh, and also from a understanding the offense thing, I think the issue is you can see that Brissett thinks he's, and uh, this isn't a, a diss at Brissett at all. He he thinks that he needs to make plays because he's better than the talent around him, which mm-hmm. which I don't disagree with. But oh, okay. that's 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 worrying when it's a second year quarterback who was drafted in the third round. Um, yeah, who's but just he's spent, joined your team this he's year. Spent all his time in New England, hasn't he? Where you true, know, he's got every reason to think that. True, but um, it's you could see him getting frustrated and trying to force things and that's not going to help his development I think he needs to I know you want to win and all this sort of stuff but when you haven't got the talent around you and you're putting yourself in harm's way just learn when to throw it away learn when to move out the pocket and stuff Look, see this as, as an opportunity to play starting quarterback when frankly you wouldn't have done had Andrew Luck been fit so it's um, I think it's it's this he should use this as a learning curve not necessarily to go and try and win a very poor Colts unit yeah games, so. yeah which which is easy for me to say from, <laughs> from, from the comfort of my my flat. Actually, so yeah, <laughs> just want to throw a few words, uh, King. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jacksonville got his first shutout since a forty-one nothing victory over the New York Jets on the eighth of October two thousand six. 
Indianapolis strangely was shut out for the first time since the 41 nothing loss to the Jets in the playoff game on January the 4th, 2003. Its only serious scoring chance was snuffed out in the fourth quarter. Um, sorry, it was a fourth down stop in Jaguars' 60-yard line. Right, okay. Late in the game. So they did have a chance to score, but they went four and out. Yeah, fair enough. Might as well go for it. They were going for it rather than taking field goals. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, good, good win for the Jags. And yeah, very good win for the Jags. Mm. They're already above last season's total of wins. Yeah, it just shows when... I know they've pumped a load of money into a load of free agents with sort of Jackson and, and Thomas and all these other guys they've picked mm-hmm. up over the last mm-hmm. few years. But having some, Yeah, boy. But having somebody who's a real leader, um, that just shows the difference that makes to what's always been a ta- very talented but young team. Um, just having one guy, you can see that the leadership skills Calais Campbell and, and experience Calais Campbell's brought in as, as sort of um, accelerated the development of all those other players. Well, they're used to winning as well. Mm. We talk about how teams get used to losing. You yeah, said yeah. that when Ramsey was you know, in the team of winners and then yep. goes to Jacksonville where a lot of them are used to losing for a few years. Yep. Calais Campbell's not used to losing. No. AJ Boye, the Texans team's not used to losing. No, absolutely not. You know, Malik, uh, Malik Jackson... He got to a super. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, so. well, yeah, absolutely. No, I I totally agree. I think they it's, started placing in winners and making very good free. They're big big money moves, but they're yep. the right kind of move. And they and they're getting rid of people that aren't working. So they yeah. got rid of Thomas when he wasn't working within that organization. So yes, it's um, you know, I like that they're a bit more cutthroat now. The Jags rather than just and uh, just, yeah, yeah, living with it. It's nice to see because they're always over here. So I've got a soft spot for the Jags. So yes, nice. me too. Let's move on then. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Miami. Let's. Where Matt Moore finally replaced an injured Jay Cutler mm-hmm. and threw two touchdown passes in the final 12 minutes to lead the Miami Dolphins to a 31-28 comeback victory over the New York Jets. So this was the second consecutive comeback win by the Dolphins, who overcame a 17-point deficit last week at Atlanta. They've won 12 games in a row with a margin is 7 points or less. And the NFL record is 14 consecutive games. Wow. So they're closing in on being the comeback kids. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It was a nothing game. It meant absolutely nothing. Neither of them are going to make the playoffs. And Ooh. neither of them are going to make the playoffs. Sure. Positive. Dolphins now 4-2. and two. Don't care. Not making the playoffs. All right. Actually saying that, it's such a weird season. Maybe they might. Yeah. No one's winning. No one. <laughs> no one's. No one's differentiating themselves. Except... One team, which we'll talk about later. Okay, um, Jay Cutler is believed to have a, uh, suffered a cracked rib that will force him to at least force him to miss at least one start. Uh, yeah, probably more. <laughs> I'm guessing. Probably Matt Moore. Ooh, Jarvis Landry had a very good game. He Seven did catches finally, for 93 yeah. yards and a touchdown. Kenny Stills, who Matt Moore seems to love, and he should do, six catches, 85 yards, and two touchdowns. I want to shout out Cameron Wake. Two and a half sacks on Sunday. Yeah, for the old man, and Mo Wilkerson as well. We're talking about defensive rumblers. We were. He caught a pass deflection by Jamal Adams and was tackled at the one yard line, so close to getting the defensive. He touchdown. did catch it at the three yard line. It wasn't like it yeah. was a really young, long run. I know, but he almost got in. <laughs> he made it two yards. <laughs> it took him ages. It was mostly Jamal Adams doing the uh, the. Play Adams there. is brilliant. What a yeah. steal that was for him, the, for him to fall into their lap there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they've had a touch with that, the uh, the old Jets. Unfortunately, they, didn't come out with a win. They didn't. You picked the Jets, and so did, obviously, Punk. Yeah. So, thoughts on why the Dolphins were able to come back into The Jets game. shouldn't have lost that game. No. Shouldn't have lost it. Silly interceptions, silly throws. 
Um, yeah, just they shouldn't. It was the Jets threw it away. They were playing better football throughout the game. JHI hadn't got himself going, which no. was I mentioned was the key to to Dolphins' victory. Um, and that wasn't the case when you when you're being beaten by a team who's got Jay Cutler throwing the ball and then their backup. I know Matt Moore's actually a really good back. He's one of the better backups in the league, yeah, but yeah. you can't be losing those games when you've stuffed the one weapon they've got on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, because well, no, the others are reliant upon someone else throwing them the ball. So it's that's not, yeah, okay, yeah, that's okay. not. I'm not trying to uh, discredit the the wide receivers they've got in hand because Landry's sure. fantastic and Stills is great, but. Mm-hmm. He's reliant on Jay Cutler yes. or Matt Moore. So in some ways, it was a bad idea to crack a rib for Jay Cutler because Matt Moore, well, he's not like he's not a, a, a franchise starter, is he? No, but he's not. He's definitely a fan favourite there. Oh, and they if love you get him. the fans going again, yeah. well, they definitely lifted the crowd and you, that maybe just was enough to yeah. see that tide swing. Yeah, they love him. He's been there for years and, and you know, became sort of like a real fan favourite following the their Hard Knock series where he was mm. like really humble when Tannehill was a rookie and came in and took the job off him. Yeah. Um, so he's just a likeable, he's just a likeable guy. Um, so good for him to get the win. I'm, I'm always pleased for sort of individuals when they come in and, and have success. That was, yep. that was good to see. He was so pumped as well when he threw that touchdown. <laughs> so, he likes being in Miami. You can tell he likes yeah, being well, there. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I'd yeah, love being get, in get Miami. Some games, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, the Jets threw it away. That was disappointing for them because they actually played some stellar football mm. up to that point. Mm. That's the second week in a row. Well, up to the fourth Slip quarter. Slip through yeah. their fingers. 17 points conceded in the fourth quarter. Yeah, ridiculous. Be better than that. Yeah. Please be better than that. That's Jets. A, born the point a minute. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Crazy. Do you like my maths? Sir? Yeah. Not incredible, more than a point a minute incredible. if they're playing in Oakland, though. Let's move on. Let's move on. That's enough. <laughs> Let's go to Chicago then, where fourth-round rookie safety out of Alabama, Alabama, Eddie Jackson, became the first NFL player to score multiple defensive touchdowns of 75 yards or more in a game, leading the Chicago Bears to a 17-3 victory over the Carolina Panthers. Jackson ran back a fumble recovery 75 yards on the game's opening possession Mm -hmm. and returned an interception of Cam Newton 76 yards for a score early in the second quarter to give Chicago a 14-0 lead. This was exactly a year, King, after he broke his leg playing against Texas A&M. Oh, good for him. Yeah. He had a game. He became the first Bears player since Fred Evans in 1948 and the first NFL player since Tennessee's Zach Brown in 2012 with two defensive touchdowns in a game. Chicago also sacked Newton five times and intercepted him twice. Yep. What did I pick? Did I pick the Bears? No, you picked the Panthers. Oh, God. I don't know why. So talking about the Panthers then, what happened to them? Well, it's the classic. It's the classic. Seriously, guys, are everyone, all of our fans are going to switch off at this point because I'm going to say the same thing I say every time. You put pressure on Cam Newton, he gets flustered and he throws the ball to the other team. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. <laughs> I might turn off as well. <laughs> okay. That's what happened. He started to, how many sacks did they get? Five. Five. That's a lot of sacks in a game, right? It's uncomfortable if that's your team. Yeah, absolutely, you absolutely. They also got a ton of pressures on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they were playing a lot of zone with their linebackers, but man on the outside, which was was quite an interesting. Was just throwing Cam off. So a couple of times he, you know, was thought that he had found one of them was tipped up and then picked off. That was because the guy was playing. I think he thought the guy was going to drop into zone coverage and actually stayed glued to Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I, th- I think that was the case. Also, some sloppy play. That Curtis Samuel play was a real stinker, um, dropping the ball there because that was a, a perfect pitch, frankly, from from Cam Newton. It hit Samuel in the face. Yeah. Um, you can't well, throw can you a do? ball more accurately than that, to be fair to him. So it was just a, a sloppy game for the Panthers, and you know they did. They again, their defense is stifling. Um, you look, they scored seventeen points, but fourteen of those were on defensive touchdowns. So that would have been a three-all draw. Well, Which exactly. Might have been the most so game ever. We we can't just throw shade on Carolina because of this. Chicago didn't have a great game on offense. No, Mitch but Mitch Trubisky was four of seven for 107 yards, and one of those, and that's his third NFL start. And one of those was a 70 yard touch, a 70 yard pass to Tariq Cohen. Yep. So you take out 70 yards. Yeah, for, yeah. for one run. But you just you just sort of hit the nail on the head. This is a guy who's th- it's his third NFL start. Name mm. the wide receivers that play for the Bears. Without checking. Do I have to do it right now? Yeah. <laughs> um, if you say Sean Jeffrey, he doesn't play there anymore. Can't say Deontay Thompson, he's not there anymore. No. Um, Brandon Marshall doesn't play there anymore. Adam Shaheen. Is a tight end, yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> and a rookie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't need to go any further. You're proving, Meredith? You're proving, <laughs> you're proving my point <laughs> in a sense that you've got... A, the guy who started his third game ever, yeah. who had only started, I think, what, eight games in college, yeah. playing against a defence that led a team to the Super Bowl two years ago, mm. with no talent on the outside. No. Of course they're not going to put points up, unless they <laughs> run the ball. So, they weren't able to do that. So, I don't I don't think necessarily... You can call out the Bears for not having enough talent, but, you know... Oh, I will do, yeah. It's... Um, well, it's funny because that speech was about the Bears, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, they are who they who we thought, thought they, they were. were. Yeah, it's they're not very. They're not going to be potent offensively. They've not no. got enough weapons, and they've got a rookie who's still, frankly, learning the game. Forget the NFL. Forget everything else. Just the game. In he general, just needs yeah. to learn how to how to play the game. Um, and Jordan Howard only sixty five yards on twenty one carries. That's three point one average. With yeah, an eleven yard. Yeah, long. yeah. But against one of the the best defenses in the league. Um, it's such a shame that yeah, that's what makes Eddie Jackson the difference maker in that game. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It's um, two freak plays. So in some ways, Carolina can't be too gutted with that. Half loss. of Carolina's players can not be too gutted with how that went. Mm. Um, but you know, just silly mistakes. I'm trying to find positives as a Carolina fan. Not me, but po- posi- for a positives fan. are. They Christian, only they gave up two McK- stupid plays, and that's what killed, killed the game. Yeah, but the, they they stifled everything else. No, the, yeah, the real positive is Christian McCaffrey is going to be a player. The problem is their defense, uh, their offense. Sorry for the last few years has been a downhill, uh, downhill smash mouth offense. Mm. So they're trying to create plays and find plays, but they're not really established in that area yet because they're not used to it. Um, but he he flashes on film. He's he's so sharp. He's similar to Shady McCoy, both in the run game and and the pass game. So shifty, tough to tackle, and he made a beautiful one-handed play. He's he's got. Yeah, I think I said before the or sort of during the draft. I think McCaffrey might have been the have the best hands in the whole draft, uh, and he's a running back. So once once they learn how to immerse him within the offense and put some plays out there for him, because eighty mm-hmm. percent of the time at the moment he's just a decoy on option plays. Yeah. Um, whereas when he has the ball in his hands, he uh, he makes a real difference. So that's that's a positive from that standpoint. Um, Kelvin Benjamin made a few. Made a few good catches as well. Um, yeah, so there are some positives, and obviously the defense was was fantastic from start to finish. So yeah, there are positives for for Panthers fans. It's just incredibly frustrating when you're in theory only c- conceding three points off- offensively. Yeah, yeah. 
um, to then not be able to not be able to to win. Um, so that's disappointing. Mm. Let's stay in the NFC North, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Minnesota. Yep, Latavius Murray mm-hmm. filling in for the injured Dalvin Cook. Rushed for 113 yards in the touchdown, and Kai Forbath kicked six field goals to lift the Minnesota Vikings to a 26, six, 10, sorry, 24-16 victory mm-hmm. over the Baltimore Ravens in what I like to call the foregone conclusion. The foregone conclusion of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all knew that. Minnesota sacked Joe Flacco five times. There we go. And allowed just 208 total yards. Everson Griffin had two sacks and had nine for the season. He's had a sack in every game this, yes. this season. Yes. Yeah. Including two this game. Yeah, that's amazing. Hmm. That's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, fantastic. Anthony Barr was great as well, by the way. Oh yeah, you like him again? Fantastic. Yeah? I like. I didn't not like him. <laughs> I said I'd have done it if I was. So there was a bit of a tear in your eye but, yesterday oh. after he apparently assassinated Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. He um. He was a late hit, but I would have done it. Um. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He's still great. He was still yeah. great before. He, um, if he just did pure pass rush, he might be one of the best top five pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. Problem is, he's so versatile. He can cover it, tight ends. He drops into he was actually coverage skilled both man and in zone. Are fantastic. So he's almost too versatile for his own good because he'd be one of the real stars in the league if he was racking up 15, 20 sacks every year. Yeah, which I think he has the capacity to do. Um, Keenum did well. Was slinging it a bit. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, he's, he just needs to he needs to keep doing that. And also, how big is Latavius Murray, by the way? Yeah, he's a big boy. I didn't realise how big he was. I think the Raiders right. are just a huge team. But when he was, his strides are massive. So he just mm-hmm. was pulling away from people. But he's just a giant dude. I didn't <laughs> notice that. I didn't notice that. Mm. But um, yeah, good game. Good game for the Vikings. Yeah. The only bright spark, which is... You know, normally the only bright spark for the Ravens is Justin Tucker. He kicked three field goals, including a 57-yarder yeah, he's a in the first half. baller, that guy. But, uh, Joe Flacco entered the day with a 66.1 rating. Mm-hmm. That was good for 31st in the league. He was stuck under 100 yards, passing until well into the fourth quarter. It was a, a one-touchdown lob that uh, padded those stats out. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah he's having a rubbish season for a guy who about five years ago four or five years ago was the highest paid player in the whole league mm. um, yeah disappointing for the Ravens they can't get things going offensively sliding aren't they they are a bit yeah um, you know they weren't necessarily picked apart what was it 188 yards I think throwing for, for Keenum um, and besides a couple of big run plays from, from Murray they they didn't they sort of kept, kept the run game in check for the Vikings so there are some positives defensively from the Ravens it was just you know they need to trim down those those big plays and stay in the game but it was uh, as you said it was a foregone conclusion I think that, yeah. that Vikings defence is is fantastic and those consistent and scoring from the Minnesota offence as well that's the important bit they, yeah, were, they were still kicking field goals and, and racking the points yeah no yeah completely that's a really good point um, the Vikings are the opposite to the Ravens they never (laughs) ever give up big plays they don't get beaten over the top those corners are fantastic yeah we touch I touched on the fact I think Harrison Smith's been the best safety in the league so far this season Mm -hmm. Um, and that front you know they can get to the quarterback with rushing four so yeah they've um, 
they've got a talent, very, very special defence. And uh, I just think Keenum's the best option for this this offence at the moment. You've got to st- stick with them now. Don't chop and change if Bridgewater comes back, if Brother comes back. Well, that'll be a discussion for another podcast, I feel. Yeah, I just think that's what they should when do. When he's there, then we can start talking about that. Nah. <laughs> Decide now. If you make the announcement now, then there's well, no... me? Yeah, well, I've made it. Up. I've made it. Keenum's a start for the rest of the season. Cheers, folks. Let's see what happens if they make the playoffs. Let's stay in the NFC North, shall we? Why not? We're cold enough as it is. Let's go to Green Bay. Oh. Where New Orleans defense gave up a 46-yard touchdown run to rookie Aaron Jones on the opening drive. Breeze was picked off twice in the first quarter. Will Lutz had a blocked extra point. And the New Orleans was penalized seven times for 80 yards. But the Saints pulled away late in an overcast Lambeau field, scoring on all four of their second-half drives to beat the Green Bay Packers 26-17. to 17. Yep. Do you um, the angriest person is go on. about this? Who's that? Aaron Rodgers. Why is that? Because if you just said Drew Brees is going to throw two interceptions, <laughs> they're going to be penalised 80 yards, yeah. and you're going to block a field goal yeah. or extra point, he'd have laughed and gone, I'll put up a 50-burger, Yeah. and we'll walk off winners despite them scoring 26 points. Who cares? But he must be kicking himself. No, it just Although builds, up, builds up the legend, doesn't it? Don't kick yourself, Aaron. Sure he's get loving back, that. Get back to And this is why you need me. You pay me the money. He, no, he's too Show much of a competitor. He's too much of a competitor. He's going to get paid more than anyone else anyway. <laughs> he's the best quarterback. He's top three quarterback in the league. But he... You just checked yourself there, didn't you? I, che- I checked myself before <laughs> I wrecked myself. Yeah, for sure. Um, but no, he's too much of a competitor. He won't want to watch this, especially when... The Saints have been clicking the last few weeks and got a bit, you know, actually got a bit lucky with this win. Yeah. Saved by the offense. Um, they, Packers could not stop Ted Ginn or Michael Thomas. No. No. At all. At all. Ted Ginn looked after about 10 years like the first round receiver that Miami drafted. Seven catches, 141 yards. Yeah. There you go. That's what they were. That's what they were drafting <laughs> ten years ago. Uh, and Thomas Junior. Yeah, and Thomas um, might be sort of putting his name in the hat for one of those, you know, real elite receivers. Second round pick, sophomore season. What a still he is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, pretty fantastic. Both of those guys. And that one-two yeah. punch of Kamara and Ingram. Ingram. Twenty-two carries for Ingram and one hundred and five yards and a touchdown. Yeah, Kamara did his Rumbling. piece as well. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of decent sort of 15, 20 yard runs. He had a leap, didn't he, over a defender, I think? Every week, I think he has leaps over defenders. That again. Um, on the other side, Aaron Jones did finish with 131 yards on 17 carries, which was very impressive. Yeah, he looked great. Brett Hundley ran in a 14-yard score to give Green Bay a 14-7 lead halfway through the second quarter, but he just couldn't move the offense. And the Saints got the best of the second half as well. Hundley ended up with 12 uh, completions of 25 throws for 85 yards and an interception. Yeah. Yeah, he's still learning the offense. And he's not good enough. Yeah. So yeah. between those two things... Between those two things. And also, why didn't you know the offense? He's been there for a couple of years now. Yeah. But you never expect to play when Aaron Rodgers is playing. But you've got nothing else to do all day but learn the playbook. Nah, cards. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, not pers- work out, which is yeah. obviously what Brett Hundley's been doing. Yeah. Besides, besides a lack of talent and lack of understanding, he's he's doing quite well. Seventeen points. It does kind of sold him in a bit of self promotion, then King. Go on then. 
Well, because I did. Are you putting your name in the hat for the starting quarterback for the well, Green well. Bay Packers? That's <laughs> too cold. Um, but I did write a, a blog out on a, a website. Interesting. At jimandtheking.com. Dot com, right? Where you can read a blog about backup quarterbacks. Intriguing. And it's called, let's face it, your basic. Oh. <laughs> There's some. I channeled my uh, California teenage girl in herself to come up with that title was that a, was that a basic bitch reference yeah basically yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> you're basic you're basic so yeah I've uh, I've gone in depth on uh, quite a few backup quarterbacks around the league yeah were so you, have a read and it might be your team for you were you eating well. avocado toast when you wrote this blog <laughs> this basic blog it's not a basic blog there's nothing basic about nothing this blog. basic about the blog no it sounds fantastic you should all read it um, so with that mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk anymore about this game because nah uh, because nah. You, you and Punk predicted the Saints win. I did too. Excellent. And I put some money on it. So I'm very happy with the win. Oh, good. Uh, let's go on then to oh, to Cleveland. Where Ryan Suckup's fourth field goal, a 47-yarder with 155 left in overtime, extended his NFL record for kicks inside 50 yards to 55 straight. Mm-hmm. And sent the Tennessee Titans to an ugly 12-9 win over the winless Cleveland Browns who also lost Joe Thomas to add to the hurt. Joe Thomas suffered a torn tricep and is done for the season. The injury came on his 10,363rd consecutive play. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That will never be beaten. No. No. Not unless they start playing with robots in the future. No. I don't... Yeah, I don't think so. No. So, well done to Joe Thomas for being there for so long. Yeah, an uh, amazing guy... Hall of Famer for for sure. Oh yeah. Despite oh, playing yeah. on some of the duffest teams in history ever. Mm. Um protecting some of the biggest dross that's ever yeah. raised our eyes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> what a boring game this was, by the way. Yeah. Um Titan Squeak won, which is good. It's a sign of a good team when you can win rubbish games. Mm-hmm. Um But did you hear about Kaiser? He's starting again this weekend. Yeah, but did you hear what happened? In London. Did you happen? No, go on. I'll say no because I might have heard, but I can't. I found out today. What he was in a club on Friday night, Friday night, yeah, until half one in the morning, and they started him. I know he's not got the game on the Saturday, but don't be an idiot, Mm. especially not when you're playing badly. Like it's not like this was an off game for him. He's been pulled. He's been yanked what three times already this season. Yeah. So yeah, poor from him. And apparently Jackson didn't know about it until after the game. Ugh. Be a better coach. What's going on there? Be a better coach. But that should be on your sub-coaches to be finding out this stuff and reporting back to you. You shouldn't, you know, you can't be everywhere. That's why you've got a million other coaches. Yeah, I know, but I... Quarterbacks coach. Yeah. I had it... When I was playing football, my coach pulled me aside after training because I'd gone to see a gig. Mm. And um, two other teammates were at the gig with me and then they went out. Right. And he called the three of us aside the next morning. And this is like not NFL level where we all get noticed. No. And asked us why we'd all gone out the night before. And I explained I went to the gig and went home. So he let me go. The rest of them didn't start that weekend. <laughs> Midweek before training. Mm. And he knew that there. And that was not in a small place playing for a small team. Yeah, I'm guessing you get noticed in Cleveland if you go out in for the For sure. Club. It would have been, you check Twitter. You must have people employed literally just to check people's Twitter and hashtags. and hashtag Kaiser and Ats and all this sort of stuff yeah. so yeah silly he should have known that before hmm. uh, and Kaiser's stupid so 
that's ridiculous. It's not not a good sign, especially for the same place that had Johnny Manziel gracing them right? a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah, the lessons. completely. A couple of overthrown passes, which was poor from both Kessler and, yeah. and Kaiser. Kaiser. Yeah. So that, that's the issue they've got there. Um, yeah, scrappy win for the Titans. Don't really want to talk about this anymore. It's boring. Oh, no, no. I didn't write anything else about that. Oh, fantastic. Can we move on? <laughs> they definitely played down for that game. Mm-hmm. Poor Jim White had to go and watch that and re- you know report on it, as always. Yeah, and we love Jim. <sighs> we love a bit of Jim. So. Yeah, I feel sorry for him having to cover that. That's it. But we don't have to, so let's move on to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Where Ezekiel Elliott was granted his second temporary restraining order on Tuesday, putting his six-game suspension over domestic violence allegations on hold. He went on to gain 219 yards from scrimmage and tied a career high with three touchdowns in the 40-10 to 10 win over the 49ers. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Got me 40 points in fantasy. Yeah. That performance spoiled the starting debut of rookie quarterback CJ Beathard, who was sacked five times, lost two fumbles, and failed to lead the 49ers into the end zone until he scored on a run with the game out of hand in the fourth quarter. Beathard finished 22 of 38 for 235 yards. Dak Prescott was 16 of 25 for 234 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, where's this pass rush come from, the Cowboys? Uh, that is Demarcus Lawrence. It is, yeah. And that is the other one that's just come back from suspension. Irving. Irving, that's it. David Irving. David Irving. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think, Jay, uh, what's his name? Smith as well. The guy I like, which I should know. <laughs> his name flying <laughs> back and from Notre Dame mm. um, Smith got a sack as well uh, yeah but what I'm saying is where is this pass rush come from because Irvin Irvin and Lawrence have both been there for a couple of years yeah and the biggest hole that the Cowboys have been trying to address in the draft in the last two years is pass rush yeah they picked up Taco Charlton didn't they Taco Charlton they also picked up Randy Gregory they've you mm-hmm. know they've they've invested high draft picks in, in solving something that apparently they already had the solution for. It was right there all along. Yeah, which is moving Irving to defensive end and moving Lawrence inside to... Tackle. Tackle. Yeah. They'll oh, switch, well. switcheroo, but yeah, mm. they are, they're doing fantastic. Or is it the other way around? Either way, one of them's gone defensive end, one of them's gone to <laughs> they, tackle. They've moved around. And they swapped. <laughs> and apparently now they have one of the more formidable offensive lines, uh, defensive lines in, in football. Mm, good for them. Super good for them, especially when they're running the ball. Because when you can create sacks and run the ball really well, you're going to win games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, killer game for for Zeke. He looked like Zeke of last year because he's looked a bit. He's had his moments. He's still, you know, he's put up some some solid yards, but he looked special last year, and he yeah. looked special again this year. What was it? A seventy yard touchdown, screen touchdown, and no one could catch him. Yeah, he just accelerated, didn't he? Yeah, too fast, too strong, too talented for a team in transition yes very much so it wasn't all good for the uh, the Cowboys though was it because not? Cowboys lost kicker Dan Bailey to a right groin injury in the first half forcing coach Jason Garrett to call on safety Jeff Heath uh, who was then handling the kickoff duties after that and reached the goal on his first kick Heath made two out of his three extra points and Heath is the first non-kicker or punter to make multiple extra points in the game since former Houston linebacker and current Packers GM, Ted Thompson, <laughs> who made four in 1980. Why does the punter not kick? Ah, well, that's interesting. And I don't know the answer. Pat pa- McAfee was asked this, and he said, although you think it was the same thing, they're kind of two different disciplines. 
Yeah, well, well, I know how you swing your leg is different. Well, I know that there's a different there's different nuances to kicking the ball up in the air and kicking the ball up in the air. Yeah, but you don't you just practice that in case that happens. Well, yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but, you um... would think that unless like Heath played football, whatever, like English football, soccer. Mm. But I wouldn't have an issue kicking because I did play football. But it's <laughs> yeah, you, you think, think you'd have a go? You think you? when all your you because the thing is as well, it's a fast twitch thing. So punting and, and kicking the ball is just like real quick acceleration. So you, you want to practice, but you don't want to be... If the guys are practicing like four or five hours, you don't just want to be smashing balls for four or five hours. No. Because you'll injure yourself. Yeah. Um, you'll pull a muscle. So you think, right, well, I've got five hours. I'll do my bit for an hour and practice that every day or two hours every day. Chuck half an hour in on the Just, on just the other kick thing. ten field goals. Who, just ten yeah, extra points. Just, just do, do something. That's ridiculous. But no, good for Heath. Good for Heath. I'm not picking on Heath. Good for him to step up and... And what was it? Two or three extra points, you say? Yeah, you got two of three. Yeah, and that's better than a second round pick last year. So he's... <laughs> hey, okay. he's well, you know, he can, um, he's got a job in, in Tampa anyway. So that's <laughs> yeah, sad but true. That's fine. Um, more good news for Des Bryant. He uh, now ties Bob Hayes, mm-hmm. as I said, for most touchdown catches for the Dallas Cowboys. You said a couple of weeks ago about Michael Irvin. You mm-hmm. wonder where he was on the Cowboys list. Yeah. I've pulled that list. Fantastic. Michael Irvin is actually fourth. Fourth. In touchdown receptions for the Cowboys. Where's Jason Wynn? Third. <laughs> How has Des Bryant caught more touchdowns than Jason Wynn? Well... Jason Wynn's been playing for the Cowboys since 1992, I think. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> if you look at it, Jason... Okay, let's get really boring now for a minute. There we go. Very quickly, Jason Wynn has caught... 1,120 receptions. Yeah. Uh, passes? No. Yeah, passes, right? Yeah. Des Bryant's caught 490. Right. But Jason Witten has scored 66 touchdowns. Des Bryant's on 71. Michael Irvin, he caught 750 uh, passes yep. and got 65. So Des Bryant has been more effective than Michael Super Irvin. Super effective. That's incredible. Yeah. Because Irvin's a Hall of Famer, Jason Witten's going to be a Hall of Famer, and Des Bryant is a pain in the ass. Michael Irvin did it in basically 160 games. Des Bryant's taken 103. Wow, fantastic! That's that's excellent. That's what we're dealing with here, guys. It's amazing. That's greatness. Mm. That is greatness. Don't think he's getting in the Hall of Fame though, Des Bryant. Unfortunately. Ooh. No. No. Nope. Too much of a mouth. I think there's better receivers in his era. Yeah, but Irvin's got a jacket. Yeah, and there wasn't better receivers. Bob in... Hayes has got a jacket. It wasn't. He was the best receiver in his era. Jason Witten's going to get a jacket. Best tight end of his era. <laughs> How many eras? Which well, one? He's been in the Jason, few eras. Yeah, Jason Witten's been knocking about. That's the thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I just think there's better receivers. Why? Do you think Des Bryant's a Hall of Famer? Well, I'm just looking at the stats. Yeah, I'm looking, His stats are amazing. His stats suggest Hall of Fame, but I just yeah. I think... Fitz? Julio Jones? Yeah, 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 yeah. Antonio Brown? Yeah. How many receivers are you putting in from that this little era? I don't know. There you go. Okay. That's my argument. Look, that's someone else's argument to have. We'll talk about Hall of Fame another time. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Let's go to Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 224 yards and two scores. Le'Veon Bell added 192 total yards and Pittsburgh defense dominated the Cincinnati Bengals in the second half for a 29-14 to victory. Cool. Should we move on? Pittsburgh held the <laughs> Bengals never to 19 yards over the final two quarters, King. Yep. intercepting Andy Dalton twice and sacking him four times. Cincinnati managed just one first down in the second half, 
much of which Dalton spent on the run or throwing into trouble. Joe Hayden got his first interception for the Steelers when he made a juggling grab to set up a field goal by Boswell. And Willie Gay added one more, one more later in the third quarter on an ugly overthrow by Dalton. Yeah. This was a dominating performance on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Did you, did you see what Le'Veon Bell did to Draco Patrick? Yes. I mean, that man's got a family. As like Taylor likes to say. <laughs> man's got a family. He's got to go home. He's got to see his family after that. That's what you did to him. I think I think Le'Veon Bell's the best player in the league. Woo! Yeah, I, I think he's the best player in the league. Ah, so interesting. He's, um, he's just fantastic to watch. Yeah. It's brilliant to watch him play. Um... I think that Martavis Bryant needs... There's two players... There's two players... Hang on. Before you think I'm just picking on Steelers, there yeah. are two players in this game that need to keep their mouths shut. Mm. One of them is Martavis Bryant. you just come off a suspension. In the words of Kendrick Lamar, be humble. Yeah. Get what you're given and play really well. And then you get given it more. Look at Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you try really hard and you get results. Yeah. You get yeah, more results. Yeah, yeah. You get more results. Can't disagree. No, so that's that's my little Steelers rant. Who's the other, other one, one is Joe Mixon. All right, he's asked for more touches. <laughs> okay. Do you know what he needs to do? Touch Bud Dupree on a third down because Bud Dupree was running free into Andy Dalton the whole of the second half. Mm-hmm. Had a fantastic game. Shout out to Bud Dupree. Thankfully, difference he is, finally said that Bud Dupree's had a good game. Yeah, he had a, he had an amazing game. He looked absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Dif- problem though, Joe Mixon. If you want to get hands on something. Put your hands on Bud Dupree. At least slow him down. Mm-hmm. At least look like you're trying. Mixon is not uh, a blocking running back. No, but do you know what blocking running backs get? Look at Ezekiel Third downs. You get rewarded with plays, <laughs> touches <laughs> for being that guy. So both of them need to shut their mouths. Um, super impressive performance defensively from the Steelers. Mm. You know about the offense. Le'Veon Bell's, I've said, is the best player in the league. Antonio Brown's probably the best receiver in the league. Mm. There's a couple that would argue that, but he's, without a doubt, he's top three. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's not to be argued. Mm -hmm. Um, Roethlisberg has taken the care of the ball a bit more than he was the first few games, which is super important for the Steelers um, and has made a big difference in why you've won the last couple of games. Um, But the Bengals are poor and are not they're just not prof- they're just not a professional outfit frankly they um <laughs> yeah. you've got they're they're in sort of complete disarray within that organization you've got one guy who's, a, who's an idiot playing linebacker mm-hmm. uh who has been an idiot since college that's why he went undrafted despite being a first round talent there's no one less professional in the league than Vontez Perfect no there's I'm, not I'm saying his name yeah I mean, he even declined to shake hands when they came out for the coin toss before the game. Yeah. Did you know that? No, That's I didn't know just, that. That's just a, a douche thing to he do. He tried to kick fullback Rosie <laughs> Nix in the face on the second snap of the game. Yeah, and then I mean, pointed at him. And then pointed at the guy. Yeah, and then Marvin Lewis tried to defend him afterwards. Yeah. Saying, oh, they were pushing him, they were trying to goad him into doing something. Well, if you've got a player that snaps at the first sign of any sort of pressure, mm. you're going to try and goad him. Of course you would. Rosie Nix was loving hitting into Vontez Perfect all day. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. And do you know what? I bet he said a couple of things to him as well. Yeah. And do you know what you do? Nothing. Yeah. You're a professional. Get yeah. paid millions. Mm-hmm. Nothing's what you do. Yeah. Well, um, but you no, can't do that. super impressive for the Steelers. They are. I don't really do power rankings, but I had to think about what teams I think are 
sort of separating themselves now because it's been a bit of a strange year and, yeah, and the Steelers Steelers are certainly top five now I think for me cool, teams in, in and I'm, this is just in the NFL not specific <laughs> to conference oh excellent so yeah no that's um, really strong performance in the Steelers also just very quickly that 44 yard fake uh, punt pass from Robert Colden to Darius Hayward yeah. is beautiful as well just like icing on the, on the yeah <laughs> do you know what was more beautiful than that what Tomlin's little grin oh the smile after was like yeah it worked <laughs> it was interesting I was listening to um, do you know what I really should know what it was I was listening to another podcast that was talking about the NFL and I, if I can remember I will, t- I, will t- I will say because I need to give them props and they said they asked about why they would do that they asked a, a, an ex-pro and he said that um, they'd just do it based on scheme so they won't have actually called that play that mm. won't be from the sideline going no, right it fake was, it was Golden that said yeah 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 be, it. if you can see it yeah if this one on one we're yeah. in this one this scenario just do it mm-hmm. so yeah it was cool apparently they practice it every week They've been doing. They've been practicing it for years. Yeah, you would do. It's just when you get that look, isn't it? So yeah, that's nah, awesome. No, good play. Excellent mm. and a great divisional win for the Steelers. Let's move on to another divisional win for this time for the LA Chargers. You're hating this season, aren't you? All these wins. All these must wins. be terrible for you. It's uh, Travis Benjamin returned a first quarter punt, 65 yards for a touchdown, and caught a 42 yard touchdown pass in the fourth. And the Los Angeles Chargers played a dominant defensive game in the first home victory. Out of their relocation season, twenty-one nothing over the Denver Broncos. There's another bagel for you. Mm-hmm. Getting full of bagels. Full of bagels. Stuffed. Joey Bosa had two of the Chargers' five sacks, while they sent the Broncos to the franchise's first shutout defeat since a twenty-four to nothing loss to the Los Angeles Raiders on November twenty-second, nineteen ninety-two. Yep. It's been a long time since the Broncos tasted no points. Phil Rivers. Passed for 183 yards uh, in his 100th victory. So, landmark. Hitting Austin Eckler for an early touchdown and Benjamin for the late clincher. And the Broncos have now lost three of their last four games with a flagging offense that has managed just three touchdowns in that time. Yeah. Yeah, we were great. <laughs> We've got... We've got the two best pass rushers as a duo in the league. Oh, you got Von Miller and uh, TJ Watt? It's a duo. Oh. Because those two... TJ Watt, simmer down. Oh, you heard Simmer it. down. I thought I was going to get away with it. <laughs> simmer down. That's outrageous. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to breeze onto it. No. We're not letting that go. I was like, did you just say... Yeah, he did say that's out. That's outrageous. No, it's not... It's cute. Super cute, but... Thanks. Just, let's, let's move on. <laughs> Oh God! Let's let's hear yeah. how you've got the two best we uh, do. pass rushers. We do. So we got they got sixteen sacks between them. I'm talking about Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. They lived in the backfield this week, absolutely destroying the offensive line. Talking of those two, I was I don't know about you, King, but I was spitting feathers on that game when Melvin Ingram got flagged for a sack. Mm. <laughs> how did you get flagged for sacking a quarterback who's still holding the ball? I don't know. I don't know. In the pocket. Yeah, I know. I know. So they've got, <laughs> legitimately, legitimately, they've got 16 sacks between them. Oh. Which is more than 10 other teams have as a whole team. Mm-hmm. Just those two players. You're right. We also have Chris McCain with five sacks. So we basically have over 21 sacks for three people. It's fantastic. Mm. Those two mm. have more sacks together, just those two, 
than at least 10 other teams combined, the whole teams, worth of sacks. That is why... You should, they should be very impressed. We have the best one-two punch off at, uh, at sacking the quarterback. It's amazing. I've liked Ingram for a few years, even before Bosa turned up. Yeah. No, he's been putting up decent numbers. Difference is now, more attention off him. Because yeah. Bosa's causing havoc, and the fact they both line up on the same side just isn't fair. No. <laughs> Not fair we- at all. Which is why Von Miller finishing with two sacks today was Hugely quite impressive, impressive because he's got no one helping him on the other side. No, he doesn't. Where's now Shane May uh, gone this year? Ware's gone. Yeah, but where's Shane May? Ray stepped into Phil. more inside, isn't he now? Well, he was playing outside last year because he covered for Ware when he got injured and yeah. he had a really good season so I was quite excited to see him come out. Um, you know, he would have been a, a maybe even a top sort of 10, 15 pick had he not been popped for marijuana usage just prior to the draft. So... They got a bit yeah. of a steal, the Broncos there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, disappointing. But yeah, Von Miller's, Von Miller's amazing. Yeah. With that, He's the best individual pure pass rusher in the league. But yeah. With those two uh, sacks, he moved past Carl Mecklenburg yep. for second place in Broncos franchise history behind Simon Fletcher. Miller has sacked, has sacked Rivers 16 times in his career now. Yeah, it's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> he likes Phil Rivers. He does. He does like him. Um, yeah, no, b- brilliant game. Obviously, the special teams touched down early doors. Um, and then, we, you know, just just moving the ball. Moving the ball nicely. It's nice having Keenan Allen fit to this point. He's still there. Terrell Williams is, is playing well like he did last year. He's not the fo- as much of a focal point with Allen fit, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and Gordon's ticking over and doing his business. Hunter Henry's done to get a few touches as well. Yeah, he's um, he's taken over from Gates now, isn't he? Hundred yes. percent. He's he's the guy. He's the guy. Um, yeah, real pretty re- good guy as well. Real solid pick. Yeah, second rounder. Um, yeah, really happy with him. Mm. So yeah, mm. st- strong strong performance around from the Chargers. Just wanted to mention a, a quick team stat then for the Chargers. They had lost seven consecutive home games since last November, and they hadn't won a home game as the LA Chargers since December the eighteenth, nineteen sixty. <laughs> but the Chargers have won three straight under new coach Anthony Lynn. There we go. So yeah, three straight wins yeah. after a poor start to the season. Super poor start. What do you think of Anthony Lynn then, King? Are you happy with him as the coach at the moment? Yeah. Got Excellent. Tough... <laughs> he's, got... <laughs> he's got a tough job, isn't he? It's uh, we've not got a home <laughs> home foot advantage and got an aging quarterback, but he's got mm. some talent and he's uh, he seems to be making the most of it. So yeah. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on then. Let's go to New York. Okay. That wasn't a New York accent. No. Uh, Russell Wilson threw three second half touchdown passes, and the Seattle Seahawks limited the New York Giants' receiverless offense to 177 yards in a 24 to 7 win. The Giants, who stunned Denver last week for their first win, were only in this game because their defense made plays and limited the Seattle to a field goal in the first half despite being on the field for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Impressive for uh, the Seahawks was Doug Baldwin. Nine catches for 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jimmy Graham, three catches, 51 yards and one touchdown. Yep. But he did get targeted six times. And one of those misses, those drops, I should say, was a touchdown pass in the second quarter. Yes. So it's not all sunshine for uh, Jimmy Graham right now. No, he's not the same since he left Saints. Well, he's not the same since about two years before he left the Saints, actually. But <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you know, he had a couple of years of being in the conversation with Gronk as, as mm. the best tight end in the league. Mm. Um, and then he's not. Well, now he's nowhere near it. You no. know, Kelsey's in that conversation, I think. But yes. um, it's... Yeah, he's, he's massively fallen off from the guy they traded for. 
I would say. But yeah, strong performance from the Seahawks. Giant, I agree with what you said though. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Mad props to the to the Giants' defense. That that first half performance was fantastic. They yeah. just they looked like they just run out of gas towards the end of the game, um, which is understandable when you're on the field for so much, so, so long. <laughs> Isn't that good? Uh, it must be. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was a good performance. They just couldn't get anything going. Like literally nothing. The Giants offensively. Yeah. So the Seahawks had. Uh, had, had run away with it I mean the only real stat for the, the Giants was Evan Engram six catches for 60 yards and a touchdown yeah that's why I picked um, him up that's why I picked him up that's <laughs> why I signed him drafted him Eli Manning had a QBR of 15.7 quarterback rating how much? 15.7 <laughs> overall 65.5 that yeah. opposed to uh, Russell Wilson had a QBR of 88.5 overall 121.1 yeah. So there's a little bit of a disparity between the two quarterbacks. Yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There is. Super. And also the teams. Wasn't a great game, to be honest. Nah, a bit boring. So slow. Super boring. I'm going to move on. Do it. Let's go to Gillette Stadium, shall we? Let's. This was the scene of the uh, the showdown between Punk Raider and the King in the uh, the picks for this week. Yeah, and I want not to... forget about the Super Bowl last year. This was the real the showdown everyone was waiting for. I know I'm... who was going to come out on top, and uh, the Patriots defense that ranked dead last in the NFL through six weeks nearly pitched a shutout against the league's number five offense. Yep, as the Patriots beat the Falcons twenty three to seven. The Falcons rendered twenty straight points in last week's loss to Miami, and then twenty three in a row to New England before a Julio Jones touchdown in the fourth quarter. Stop that from happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Touchdowns to uh, James White and Brandon Cooks, plus three Gorskowski field goals in an unusually foggy Gillette Stadium. Super foggy. Mm. It was when the commentators were going, I think that's common. <laughs> <laughs> I don't come here often. <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, mm. Yeah, super foggy. Um, what has happened to the Falcons? I don't come know. On, I don't know. This isn't... Well, Shanahan, isn't it? The, yeah. It's the obvious okay. thing, is they've gone from having one of the more creative offensive minds in the league, um, in Carl Shanahan, and having the most, um, well, the highest, just the most dangerous and creative offense last year. Um, it's why they put up so many points. Yeah. Uh, and it was real, they had real balance to it with, with the one-two punch of Coleman and Freeman with Sanu playing excellently and, and Julio Jones having a career year. So, mm-hmm. uh, and also Ryan. Ryan playing, seeming like he felt more comfortable with the plays that Shanahan was calling and, and the way the offense, you know, how balanced it was. Um, difference is now, they don't have Shanahan. And it's not as creative. <laughs> and they put more onus on, on Matt Ryan, who oh, kind dear. of, you who had be the best year of his career to that point and was kind of, just outside that re- that elite range, but better than the likes of Eli mm. category yeah, that some quarterbacks yes. sit within. Yeah, um, and that was sort of where his benchmark was. And because he played excellently well last year, an MVP season, but he's not that guy. He's not a Rogers. He's not a Brady. He's not a you maybe can't, you not can't Ro- carry the team. Maybe not Roethlisberger this year, but Roethlisberger in years past, he's not that. He's not that guy that's going to carry a team. And uh, yeah, they put too much onus on him, and unfortunately, he's um, yeah. They they're just they're, they're, well, they're too reaping easy. The benefits, aren't they? Yeah, they're too easy to to break down offensively now. They there's no creativity, or not that I can see anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and it shows because frankly the Patriots have had to dumb down their defense because they were playing so badly at the start of the season. Yeah, playing a lot of cover two, just dropping two back and playing a bit of man. So it's a real simple defense. They're not doing loads of creative blitzes. They're just rushing four. They're just going back to the basics. So if you can't break that apart, I know it's tough to break down. That because was, the, was the worst defense in the league. Yeah. The but Browns have got a better defense. It's not anymore. It's not anymore. The last two <laughs> weeks, in the last two weeks, the Patriots have made real strides. But that's just yeah. Belichick stepping in and going to, yeah, oh Patricia, sort yourself out. Yeah, stop on, trying man. to be creative. Just you've got you've got Butler who can cover one on one. You've just. got McCourty. You've got McCourty who's a great deep safety. Can read the game and and can come and create plays. Mm-hmm. And we've got people like Flowers up front who can and Brown who can get sacks. Van Noy. Van Noy's having that. That's who I wanted to shout out. Actually, thank Ooh, you for mentioning. I jumped the gun there. Sorry. No, no, you haven't at all. I'm glad you reminded me. Frankly, I probably wouldn't have mentioned him. But yeah. Kyle Van Noy, he was everywhere this weekend. Mm. Sacking a quarterback. Don't know. It was stop, very swaggy. Stopping the plays. Yeah, he might have been someone else. But yeah, he looked great. Mm. He was celebrating when a lot after when him. plays happened. Yeah, so I assumed it was him. <laughs> yeah. No, he he looked brilliant, and I can't believe the Bears let him go last season. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. He's been great for them this year. And him and Hightower is a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. Which I need to stop saying because I think I've said about yeah, 19,000 yeah, <laughs> times so far this podcast. Talk about Cam Newton being consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, he's... Uh, those two together are, uh, are brilliant to watch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that Super Bowl really did hurt the Falcons, didn't it? No, it would do. Yeah. You're supposed to have a Super Bowl stump if you win it, aren't you? Yeah, Panthers but... Panthers th- did this two years ago. They had a terrible season afterwards. Yeah. After losing. Yeah, they did. So only the Patriots don't seem to have any any uh, ill effects. No, just because they've got the best quarterback and coach of all time. Yes. Yes. Let's go on then to Monday. What? Nothing. You didn't argue about Brady. That's... I was talking about Belichick. You said quarterback coach. Coach and quarterback. Oh, I said coach. Belichick is, is the best ever. Just is. Uh, let's move on to Monday night. Brady's top three. <laughs> In New, uh, in New England yeah in New England, yeah. <laughs> top two I'll be nice um, let's go on to Monday night speaking of the best quarterback ooh Kirk Cousins Carson Wentz tossed four touchdown passes on 268 yards and ran for a career best 63 and the Philadelphia Eagles overcame losing nine time Pro Bowl left tackle Jason Peters in a 34-24 win over the Washington Redskins on Monday night mm-hmm Jason Peters had an MRI after the game and has confirmed a torn ACL and MCL. Mm, one That should end his season. Not to be outdone, Eagles linebacker Jordan Hicks also suffered a season-ending injury. A torn Achilles tendon. Interesting. Jeez. It wasn't all bad for Washington. As Cousins threw a three touchdowns and 303 yards uh, passing and one interception. Jordan Reed was eight for 64 yards with two touchdowns. And linebacker Zach Brown had ten solo tackles and one and a half sacks. Yeah, they're a good team. Philadelphia, better team, super better team with the super best quarterback in the NFC. Making magic happen uh, on Monday night, wasn't he? Oh, the the sack that wasn't the who, <laughs> that Houdini out of there. Did so. you? It's the crowd reaction when it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, absolutely brilliant, and Gruden watching about twenty times going. No, he wasn't down. We're like, we, we're all watching this. We can see he's not down. That's seven out of ten against the Blitz. Lined up as if they're coming after him, and they do. And he's in trouble. Wentz will be escaping from the 18-yard line. How in the world did that happen? First down out to the 44-yard line. Was he down? 
Where did he go? Amazing. He came out of a pile of bodies. And he's not down. Still in shock. No, fantastic. Wentz is amazing. He's super athletic for his size. He's as big as Roethlisberger, but fast. He's a bit more lean, but he's faster. Um, he's younger. So it's no, easier. no, but I just mean even when Roethlisberger was... He's always been a mobile quarterback, but yeah. Wentz has got... He's, he's gifted, like running the ball. He's more Aaron Rodgers than, than Roethlisberger, despite being huge. Mm-hmm. Um, throwing the ball. I know he had an interception, which was... It looked like a bit You're of miscommunication. It looked like miscommunication. It actually looked like um, Smith turned around... Because he thought the play was over and then didn't realise the ball was sailing over his head. Yeah, so. yeah. And the Redskins' defence is good. Yeah. So. Oh, they are. They sacked Wentz and then immediately afterwards he threw a 63-yard bomb. <laughs> yeah. Which just shows his mental toughness and, and you know, his physicality and, and his desire to, to win games and, and not be phased. That was fantastic. Um, good day for Zach Ertz too. Super good day five for Zach Five out of five receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. Nearly had a second touch. Well, he, I know he scored the touchdown that drive, but he was so close to having an amazing play where he tried stopping and letting the guy fly in front of him and he just clipped mm, his leg. Yeah. Um, and he kind of repeated that to a, to a lesser extent for, for his touchdown. Yeah. Which um, which was great. Also got a shout out Eagles first round uh, draft pick, Derek Barnett. Yeah. Had his sure. first two, game, two sack game. Yeah. He's uh, been playing uh, on the bench actually for them. They, they drafted based on not necessarily on need because just on talent just on talent he was there yeah. and, and he was the best pewter pass rusher in the draft but he's been playing behind the likes of of Brandon Graham uh, and obviously Cox is up there and uh, up, up you front you got a sack always yeah always he's so good <laughs> um, yeah so big shout out I think he also smashed it was it Barnett as well that smashed into Cousins on the last play when they got the interception not the last play of the game but what killed the game for them? Not sure. So uh, I'm pretty sure it was absolutely mm. drilled, cousins. Um, yeah, great game. Good game two, for the, two good, good game for the Reds, Redskins though. Yeah, they showed some things. They're scrappy. I, say, I keep saying it, and it's the perfect way to describe the way they play. They're always going to be in games. Yeah. Um, they're never going to give up. But just the Eagles are the best team in in all of football at the moment. Whoa! What? Who's better? Who's better? I reckon there are teams that can beat the Eagles. Who's better than the Eagles now? Well, I don't want to say it's don't you dare say was... don't say why are Chiefs because they're not. Well, Chiefs could probably beat them. Chiefs would absolutely be in the mix, but you cannot argue the Eagles are the best team. I don't think Eagles are top four. Yeah, Steelers top, yeah. top yeah, yeah. four. Yeah, 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 top four. Patriots with that simplified defense. Get in there. Top four. You can't argue with the Patriots. They've had a bad start. They Come have. On. In a couple more weeks, yeah, if they yeah. keep winning, yes, they'll be a top four. Absolutely. I think they're top four That's now. There's no one else. <laughs> There's no one else, though, is there? Do you know what I mean? It's such a Packers weird season. Bre- no, not Brandon. Um, no. Yeah, do the Packers have Rodgers still? No. No, they're not all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think they're they're the top, they're the four teams I think they've really They're definitely they're on a streak right now. Mm-hmm. They're on a streak. So, long may it continue for Philadelphia fans. For sure. For and sure. with that, King, we have just recapped week seven. We have indeed. And it's time to have a break. Yep. <laughs> Whew, after a, an hour and 15. Oh, decent. And then we'll come back with the picks for next week. Sounds great. Well, 
Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week seven recap show in which we have recapped all the week seven games, King. We have, yeah. Now it's time, before we go on to look at week eight's predictions, just need to go over what happened last week with well, you I know against I lost Punk. Because we got the same every game except one, which I know I, I picked the wrong team. Never seen it before. Never seen it in the history of all your challenges yep. for someone to be so close. And it came down to that Pats Falcons game. I mean, out of 15, you got 12, and Punk Raider got 13 correct. Yeah, I'll take 12, though. Congrats, very good congrats to Punk. That's another win for him. It's <laughs> another yeah. win for him. Good there for him. Go. Good for him. Yeah. So, thank you very much, Punk. Yeah, I'm thank sure you for we'll stepping up. I'm sure we'll get you on again for a... I need a rematch, yeah, a rematch. for sure. Yeah, yeah you went that low. But let's go on to week eight's games. Okay. We have a new challenger. Another one? Yeah, and this okay. is someone that's been on the pod before. Oh. It's time for Patriot Mark to step up. Right, okay. A man who's used to winning, unfortunately. The loveliest the man, few, I few think, decades. I've spoken to in a, in a long time, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. so let's uh, let's see if, how you can do against his picks. Yeah, best, shall of, we? best of luck, Mark, as long as you lose. <laughs> let's go with Thursday night. Yep. Where the Miami Dolphins are travelling to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens? Going with Ravens at home, are you? Yeah. Patriot Mark's gone for the Dolphins. First, so we've got... <laughs> first difference. I'm not sure on that one at all. No, I wouldn't be either picking the Ravens. No. Jeez. No. All right, well, you've done it now. Yep. Pick the Ravens. Yep. Uh, let's move on to Sunday afternoon. Okay. And actually, it's the uh, morning again for us. Mm-hmm. Where the Minnesota Vikings are playing against the Cleveland Browns in Twickenham. And <laughs> Vikings. You sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> Mark's sure. also picked the Vikings. Pretty sure, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something it's a bit upset about this game. It's been a good good season so far for home wins in mm. London. <laughs> <sighs> you can only hope. There's going to be a lot of Browns fans out there. I don't hope. I hope that the Vikings win because I've just picked them. <laughs> yeah. I hope the Browns do win a game this season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's carry on then. So mm-hmm. then the Oakland Raiders at the Buffalo Bills. Oh, what Two a of your favourite teams. Two of my favourites. They are two this of my could, This could be like The Bachelor. This could be a fight for your, your love, your, my your rose. rose next year. <laughs> if you're going to dump the charges. Oh, I'd want to dump them because they're in LA. But... <laughs> well, we might do that. You know, you don't have to be a charger. They left you. You didn't leave them. Yeah, it's true. I was thinking if I lived in San Diego and I was a Chargers fan, I wouldn't. You would have... not be a Chargers no, fan. No, I wouldn't anymore. be a Chargers fan. Um, but anyway, let's talk about this game then. So the Raiders against the Bills in Buffalo. In Buffalo. Whew. God, that's a tough game. Yeah. To play. I only go with the Raiders. I just think they've got more talent. I think both teams are playing fantastic. After you snubbed them last week. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Okay, Mark's gone for the Bills. Good This choice. is what I like to see. See, we've got a challenger here who's not afraid to put up a pick different to you. Yeah, I've seen... I, I've spent too much time with Punk. We had you have. similar... Mm. Oh. <laughs> Quite a lot of time, obviously. Clearly. Mm. All those steam rooms. Let's go on then. Oh, God. The, Indi- <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts at the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. Think about it. Beng- Try not to think about it. Bengals. <laughs> Bengals, oh. I think. All right. Yeah? And Joe Mixon to rush. <laughs> you wish. For 50 yards. Oh. Yeah. Mark's gone for the Bengals as well, but that's a kind of a hold-your-nose game by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, oh, you're going to love this one. You're going to love this one. 
It is the Chargers yeah. at the Patriots. Oh, God. <laughs> Patriots. Patriots. Patriots, I think. All right. Well, so does Patriot Mark. The only thing I will say is, is Rivers isn't bad against the Patriots. He nearly beat the Patriots when they went on that 17-0 mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was when he's playing with a broken leg. So he's actually, I think he's had relative success against the Patriots. Yeah, you won't pick them. I won't. I think the Patriots are too good. Okay. Chicago Bears. Yeah. At. Yeah. New Orleans Saints. Saints. Saints? Mm-hmm. Mark's gone for Saints as well. Atlanta Falcons at New York Jets. Jets have had two squeakers as a loss. Falcons have been blown twice in the last two weeks. Yep. Blown away. <laughs> um, I think that... I'm so childish. I think, <laughs> I think that Get the your mind out Falcons of the are going to win this Are oh, you sure one. about this? He's still pinning on the Falcons. They... I'm not. I'm uh, pinning. They it. lost you the the week last week. I know they did, but I'm pinning it on the fact that McCown's going to throw a stupid interception and cost them the game. <laughs> All right, Mark's gone for the Falcons as well. It's tough though. The Jets are actually playing good football, and Jamal Adams is brilliant. Yeah, but All Falcons. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Should I say any more? At the Eagles. Oh no, no! I'm going to go with the Niners. You're going with the Niners? No. No, no. I'm going right. with the Eagles. Oh, I just, sorry, I've just written it down. So, uh, no, I'm, going with, I'm going with the Eagles for sure. Okay. Yep. This one would be interesting then. This mm-hmm. is uh, NFC South. Yep. The Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks. Bucks. Bucks to win. Even though Panthers only really gave up three points apart from the uh, two bus plays. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, it's a it's a tossing game. Their defense is is playing fantastic. Mm. I think they're probably two, top two or three so far this season. Uh, the Panthers. I just think that the offense is a bit one dimensional, um, and I think the Bucks have got points to prove because they've started really badly this season. Okay, Mark's also gone for the Bucks. Okay, so they've got the evening games. Only two. Yep. This is going to be a ding dong. The Houston Texans off the bye. Mm-hmm are going to the clink and the Seattle Seahawks I think that the Texans are going to win oh really yeah normally you just pick the Seahawks because they're at home yeah so it's a re- that is a home season, advantage you would always pick them at home that is a home advantage but I just think that gets the rookie quarterback yep oh there's red flags I can't believe you picked them yep that's how much you believe in the Texans this season then yeah well, that's the team I forgot about. They're my top five. They'll round out yes. my top five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? Mark's also gone for the Texans. A strong choice, Mark. <sighs> I guess that's uh, a bit of a, a shot at the Seahawks' offense. Yeah. Let's go for an NFC West matchup then. The Dallas Cowboys at the Skins. Oh, what a game! <laughs> what a game! Um, I think the Cowboys are going to win. Oh, Mark's gone for the skins. Okay. Another difference. I love it. Love it. I think, that could go either way. I think Zeke's going to have another big game. If he's allowed. He Hasn't he had it? Suspended, but only... The suspension's been suspended, but only for a little bit. 
Yeah. You never know what happens. Day to day, something could happen. Though. They can't. They just need to decide whether he's playing the season or not. Yeah, I don't I think it's fair on the fans and the and. Yeah, I don't think I. I know obviously it's an issue and it needs to be addressed, but at the same time, I don't think it's fair on the fans that there there's this constant lingering thing. Um, You're absolutely right. So I think that they need to either fully postpone it till the end of the season, or I think or at this point, it. I think at this point they need to postpone it till the end of the season for review because mm-hmm. they we're so far into the season now that they need to let it go. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night game then got two left. Sunday yeah. night is the Pittsburgh Steelers mm-hmm. at the Detroit Lions. Steelers. Tough game, for the, tough game for the Steelers. Um, Lions at home play really good football. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not so good away from home, but I think the Steelers are just just that level above. Mark picked the Lions. Mostly, I think, just to get erection out of me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's but, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. mostly you pick your bloody picks these days. Mm-hmm. And then Monday night, it's the AFC West. Before you could finish, did it get a rise out of you? We annoyed that he picked the Lions. <laughs> I might have had a word with him about it, but oh, that's his pick. He, he, can, he can pick what he likes. I, do you know what, King? I like it even more when I have to come in the next week and talk about how you picked the wrong team and the Steelers won. So you won't have ahead. to do that this week with me. No, I'll not with you. Steelers. Not with you. I'll go into work. I'll have a word with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Monday night, AFC West, Denver Broncos at... The Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs to get back on track. <laughs> Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs to um, to show us what what we expect from them, which mm. is now one of one of the more dynamic offenses and and stellar defensive play. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, it's just stellar defensive play for the for the Broncos yeah, at the moment. Nothing on the offensive side no. is there. So. so yeah, I think the yeah. Chiefs are going to. Mark has very sensibly gone for the Chiefs, unless that wasn't sensible and they end up losing. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? Uh, teams on the bye this week, the Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Jacksonville Jaguars, LA Rams, New York Giants, and Tennessee Titans. Okay. And that's it. All 13 games in there, King. There we you go. Happy with your picks? Um, yeah, there's one or two squeakers I'm not sure on, but yeah, I'm mm. relatively happy. Yeah. I think I'll get back to winning ways this week. Well, thank you, Mark, for throwing your hat into the ring as a, another fresh challenger. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make yeah. sure you're checking us out on Twitter, guys. At Jim and the King, as always. Check out at Punk Raider. If you want to see this man gloating, I'm guessing, over the next couple of days. Yeah, congrats again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've got any spare time, other than just listening to this podcast, and you do feel like reading up about backup quarterbacks and uh, me ripping into them, then go to jimandtheking.com and go to our blogs where you can read about, let's face it, your basic. And um, yeah, I'd appreciate any positive feedback on that for sure uh, not often we do much writing but uh, you know if we get any reaction out of you guys yeah. I might be forced to do some more so yeah not yeah. often we do writing strange that just after you're married you have some spare time in your hands that's really what's that supposed to mean I don't know just interesting more about that you had to wait until Thursday to get you in a room <laughs> to do a podcast <laughs> I just reminded you about because I've, I've been really complimentary of the Steelers this week which is not like me so I feel like I have to get my digs in somehow mm. make sure you subscribe guys if you're not already um, on iTunes and SoundCloud and all that stuff mm-hmm. but uh, yeah that's it thank you so much guys until next week I've been Jim that's been The King and thank you so much for listening mm-hmm.